0: Welcome back to The Mental Health Commute with Dr. Walt Duffy and Matt Duffy. So today we are going to talk about cats. How would that relate to mental health? Isn't that funny? You know, there was the Netflix series about Don't Mess With Cats. That's a pretty dark one And if you watch that. We thought we would talk about cats because I had a certain experience. My family had a certain experience with cats over this weekend. And it sort of relates to mental health. So Matt, do you want to talk about cats a little
1: bit to start off I'm gonna say that I own two dogs and two cats so I'm not a dog person or a cat person so don't come after me in the comments
0: now he used to have four dogs he's down to two dogs yeah we've been slowly replacing them
1: with cats and balancing out the household
0: and I heard you got a snake also is that right
1: well when you guys wouldn't let me have a dog
0: no I mean the other day I heard you got a
1: oh yeah we had a little gardener snake curled up on our back and why was that because our cat brought it. <laughs> <laughs> a live one? Live one, yeah. Oh wow. A 2-foot garden snake, snake. Underneath your wife's chair, I heard. Well, yeah, you know the cats like to bring you presents. Oh, that's nice. Put it between the wife and the baby. Wife freaked out <laughs> a little bit. So you had a fun experience not having animals for the last couple of years all of a sudden being parents to a bunch of little kittens. Yeah, that
0: was quite an experience. I came home on the Friday of Memorial Day weekend to get our grandson to get ready to go to the zoo with my wife. And as we're getting ready and leaving the house in the garage, my wife spots a little tail in the corner. And she was worried that might be a possum and she was worried about her grandson. So she looked closer and there were a couple little kitties back there. We had accidentally left the garage door open that night. And we go, who would drop off some cats? And as we look closer, there were actually three of them. We go, well, we're on our way to the zoo, so we close the garage so they'd be safe. When we came back that evening, we looked back in the garage, and they're, you know, still there, safe. And now there's four of them. One of our other sons came over to the house as he is leaving. He comes back in the house and he says. Oh, there's another one. So we have five kittens to deal with. You know, did somebody drop these off and they're here? They they don't have a mom, these poor things. What do we do with all these cats? So we bring the kitties inside and we make a little pen for them. And now we are cat parents over the weekend. My wife running out. She ran to your house, actually, because you guys know what to do more than we do with these little things. What do we buy them? So she's out at 9 o'clock at Walmart buying kitty food formula for little baby cats because they were only like four weeks old. So how are you going to get these things to eat and kitty litter to train them? She comes back home around 10. The little things were just famished, feeding them with little droppers, you know, so they could eat. Then I had the fun experience of getting up six the next morning, feeding them, cleaning up after the little ones who most of them didn't use their little kitty litter yet taking care of these things and then as the weekend progressed you know i looked out saturday afternoon i see a little tail out there and old oh, there's mama at the bottom of the driveway so she, they do have a parent so now we're thinking how do we get the little kids back with their mom and that was another experience but you know now there's some hope in this situation that we might be able to get the cats repatriated with their real parent and how did that go More difficult than I ever thought. (laughs) You were there for part of that. And Mama, we could see her off in the distance. So we put out a little food for her, you know, prepared her a little meal that she came up and ate. And she would be off in the distance, but she wouldn't come very close. So we tried just putting the kittens out by the edge of the driveway where she might be able to see them. And there was a bush there that they could come under. She finally did come up to them, but I guess we had fed them. And we were such good foster parents they really didn't want to leave <laughs> so luckily the littlest one who probably needed to be with mom the most did run off right away but that was one of the five the other four just stood there they didn't do anything they just the little run went off with mom We go well, is, she, is she gonna come back about an hour and a half later she comes we see her out there again and and she's coming back again and she's looking at her crew one goes <laughs> finally one goes so Then there's three. Sometime later, she comes back one more time. I'm I'm sure she's getting tired and frustrated with her little ones. None of them want to go, so she grabs one by the nape of the neck, and she just takes off with it. We're left with two that we have through, uh, you know, another night. And by now, they are better with their kitty litter and doing that. But then the next day, we saw her a couple times, but the other two never went with her. The day after Memorial Day, when we're all back at work, we left them outside, still watching them, so they're safe. At some point when we're walking around the house, Mom must have come back because other two, by the very end of the day, were gone. So now we have the five kitties back with Mama. So we call up all the cat people, you know, <laughs> what, what, what are you supposed to do? And, and we've been talking to them through the weekend, and they said, well, now you have to feed Mom. So we can catch and release them all when they're about 8 to 12 weeks so they can be spayed and neutered and and taken care of. Our saga is not done. But how it relates to mental health is, is really interesting to me. I was just really fascinated by the interplay of this mom and her children and us as foster parents during that time and how this mom was going to get her children back. She kept coming back. It was interesting. She just kept coming back. She would even let us walk a little ways toward her with the kids as long as we sort of held them out and then put them down. So she had to have some trust in us over time and also the food we put out for her. And she had to have hope that she was going to get her kids back during that time, and we'll talk about that in a future episode, hope. You know that that things are going to work out for her and that that persistence that she showed – that even if my kids don't come with me right away or they misbehave or whatever, I am there. And I'm going to be there. You know, you belong with me and I'm going to take care of
1: you. For three of the cats, it was the persistence of, I don't care. You're coming with me and I'm going to stick it out. And at some point just force you to come along even if you don't want to.
0: Correct. Except for the little rent, Now, runt went right away. Alice and Ralph who were the last ones to go so I had to name them sort of from the honeymooners Alice was the most feisty one of the bunch to start with I mean when we put out food she ruled the roost the other other ones had to stay away but she growled at them but over time over the three days Ralph developed and so by the end of the three days Ralph was fighting with Alice and they were pretty equals so I thought this was a pretty
1: funny thing I'm hoping Alice and Ralph come back and visit sometime. And control the pest population around. Yes. We get into talking about cats. Uh, you no, know, I told my wife we were going to talk about cats because she's the animal lover in the house and the one that told you guys all the things that you should do and everything. And she really wanted to hit home. Why are cats good for mental health? So for service animals... From a medical standpoint, do you prefer certain animals over others for people?
0: Well, I think everybody's different, right? It's more about the individual. You know, cats are interesting because cats sort of do what they want to do, right? It's not like a dog who will come up, sit next to you. And I mean, I'm well. My mom has a cat, and that cat is always at her feet or up on the table. But that cat always wants to be by her or is chucking on her, you know? So it's just sort of interesting. I think it depends on the person about what they feel most comfortable with some people are very much more dog people some people are both like you all are uh, where they have dog and cats it's more about the personalities meshing and you would not think that all these animals have these very different personalities but as i've just described they have very different personalities right
1: me and my wife have figured out through all of our adventures with animals is Make sure you pick them for their personality, <laughs> yeah, and what they're designed to do, because otherwise they'll drive you nuts, going after their nature and that was another very fascinating thing when we had the five of
0: them. I remember your wife, and she was looking at them, and we were trying to decide who would adopt these cats and what type of person would the cat best fit with because we thought we it was our responsibility if we go through this process that we try to mix and match. Everybody that we know are sending out all these emails to all their friends who's interested in having a cat. And we send these pictures out and there's the different colors. And what people really look at when they haven't met them is, oh, I love that color. You know, I want that one because that color is really pretty. That's what you sort of see. But on the other side, when you're with them, they all have very different personalities. And I remember your wife saying, that one's pretty dominant. So they need to be with a certain type of person and maybe not any other animals to start with in the house because that cat's going to rule the roost. Others might not be so accepting of that one. Which reminded me of when my mom was in the hospital for something and one of her grandkids watched her cat and her cat just scared the bejesus out of the grandchild's other two cats because that mom's cat just took over (laughs) they really do have these different personalities that you need to match
1: talking personalities talking match i'm interested in what you go through with people if they come in and say i'm thinking of getting an animal because i think it'll help me do you see that often being the case or is it sometimes i think what mom experienced this weekend where it was the initial excitement and maybe responsibility of having this and something to do and all of a sudden it's a lot of work and maybe we don't want to go through three weeks of work for something we didn't sign up for. Yeah, no, her initial thought is how are we going to get these <laughs> kitties
0: either back with mom or to, with somebody that we didn't want them euthanized. That was our big issue, you know, how do we go, the they're nice and cute. We have a lot of people who come in asking for emotional support letters and those things. So and if people are alone and sad and depressed and they've had animals in their life, or even if they haven't, we might tell them to go to the Humane Society, walk around and look if that's something that would uh, be helpful for them. Because animals, it has been shown over and over again, animals can have a very positive impact on mental health. That's why you have... uh, Places like rehabilitation hospitals that will have service dogs come in and go around to the different rooms where people might not have families and they have are able to touch the dog, touch the horse, you know. you During the pandemic, I remember at one place they would take the horse outside the windows just so people could connect with the horse. We talk about horse therapy. Horses can read people's emotions very well, even when the people can't talk.
1: A connection can develop there. They can have a huge impact on people's lives. You know, me and my wife talk a lot about, for people we know, is when they're struggling and not willing or not able to help themselves, it's a question of would getting an animal help them as an initial starting point from a standpoint of, it gives them purpose outside of themselves. It gives them something to be responsible for. It puts something in their day that's not just them going through a routine. You know, something that can they're sitting at the couch, maybe watching T V, maybe doing nothing else, and this animal just pops up and wants attention. And we think we've seen the majority of the time those interactions go well when people introduce those first animals into their lives and have a I guess a purpose outside of just what they've been doing up to that point.
0: Yeah, there's some accountability, responsibility put in. And that's why sometimes, you know, you see parents agreeing to allowing their adolescents to get an animal. And now the follow-through on that, with Johnny taking care of the kitty litter, those things, it's not always there, but it can be, you know, we often talk about in those situations— To go from zero to 100, especially with a a younger kid where you have no responsibility and now you have all the responsibility, a lot of times that does not go perfectly well. So you have to sort of say, okay, this is sort of a partnership and we will gradually get you more responsible, the animal, if that's what's really going to work out. But it does give something to come back to. You know, we've talked about pieces of the pie that you have in relationships. It's a safe relationship you can always come back to. Kitty, the dog, or something is not going to kick you out. It can be a very positive thing.
1: Yeah, and animals especially have that unwavering loyalty. I think people are drawn to that type of loyalty when they are maybe have trouble feeling trusting or open to people relationship. Yeah, so this
0: might be a good place to wrap up because you're talking about loyalty. So the animal actually, even in those situations, has hope as hope that their caregiver will change. And that's going to be the topic of our ne- next podcast. Thank you for joining us on The Mental Health Commute with Dr. Walt Duffy and Matt Duffy, and we'll catch you next time.